proclamation news going gents. It's Professor Johnson inside the House of Parliament, Westminster Abbey, House of Commons, SW1A. 0AA the email is proclamation and gavants at yahoo.com for further information on domestic violence it's forwarded by Home Secretary Justice Secretary and proclamation and gavants the importance of tackling domestic abuse Domestic abuse it destroys life, not just yours, but the kids. It's cruel and a complex crime that can affect anyone, leaving the physical and emotional scars that can last a lifetime. No one should have to suffer the pain of this abhorrent crime, particularly at the hands of those closer to them. Children should not have to witness violence and abuse in their own homes. We have a deputy support victims and prevent people from being hurt. That is why the government has committed to introduce a domestic abuse bill, which will provide a once again, once in a generation opportunity to transfer the response to this terrible crime. In March 2018, we set out our legislative proposals for this landmark bill alongside package of practical action. We consulted on these, seeking views from victims and survivors, supporting organisations and frontline professionals to harness their knowledge and expertise. We asked questions on how we could achieve four main objectives, each with preventation and protection at our heart. The sponsors explore how we can promote awarenesses to put domestic abuse at the top of everyone's agenda and raise pu uh, public and professional awareness, protect and support to enhance the safety of victims and the support that they receive, transform the justice process to prioritise victims' safety in the criminal and family courts and review the perpetrator journey from identification to rehabilitation, improve performance to drive consistency and better performance. In the response to domestic abuse across all local areas, agencies and sectors, having considered these responses, we are committed to delivering on the measure set out in the Queen's speech. We are taking forward domestic abuse legislation to fundamentally change the way we as a country think about the insidious crime. We are also dedicated to ending all forms of violence against women and violence against women and girls strategy 2016-2020 sets as our ambition to protect women and girls from violence, support victims and provide leadership at a national and international level on ending these forms of abuse. That's a bit um, totally for feminism. Because women are majority at the time at fault. I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to get into it. You can point fingers, say what you want, but a lot of the time, women are at fault. They will punch a man repeatedly before 
some men retaliate, so it's not always circumstance why they put that down. But much has changed since we published a strategy in 2016, and we have gone much further and faster than ever before. Therefore, we will be, will shortly be publishing a fresh violence against women and girls strategy, which sets our achievements made today as well as setting out new actions to tackle these crimes in line with our 2016 version. Transforming the response to domestic abuse consultation response and draft bill have also committed to improve support for all victims through our victim strategy which was published in 2000, uh, September 2018 and sets out our commitment to improve support for victims of crime by giving the victims the certainty that they will be understood, protected and supported through their journey. In addition, we know that nearly 60% of female offenders have experience of domestic abuse, so through our female offender strategy, we have also committed to investing £5 million in community provision for female offenders. And women at risk of offending which include too many of funding for women who have experienced domestic abuse. Our aim is to support victims, communities and professionals to confront and challenge all types of abuse wherever they find it. Ending domestic abuse remains an absolute priority for this government and we will continue to show strong leadership and take decisive action to ensure that we are going, doing all we can to transform our response and the ends the suffering and harm that abuse causes. The RT on Sajid Javid MP, the RT on David Gok MP, Home Secretary, Lord Chancellor and Secretary of State of Justice. Executive Summary In February 2017, Prime Minister announced plans for work to transform, transform the way we think about and tackle domestic abuse. Leading to the introduction of new domestic abuse bill, a commitment to introduce. The bill was reaffirmed in the Queen's speech at the opening of the Parliament in 2017. On International Women's Day, March 2018, the Government launched a nationwide consultant to seek views on how this tra uh, transformation can be achieved. The consultation transformed the response to domestic abuse. It ran for 12 weeks and closed on the 31st of May. The aim of the consultation was to, to harness the knowledge and expertise of victims and survivors, as well as charities, specialised organisations and experts across policing, criminal justice, health, welfare, education, social services, employment and local authorities who deal with the effects of domestic abuse every day. The consultation was launched in two regions, one, of, one with 65 questions and a shorter version with 12. Questions were focused on the experience of victims. The consultation received over 3,200 responses from across the UK. So, I mean, the women do suffer domestic abuse. So I do take this largely into account. So don't think I'm being absolutely inconsiderate about the situation. Because I've seen time and time again a woman getting punched in the face or totally abused. But, like I say, it's not always necessarily the case. A woman can cry wolf. And people do need to look into a bit deeper because if a woman punches a man 
six times in the face. And it, a woman can punch, believe me, they can. Some of them can, anyway. Um, my, n- my new girlfriend's probably punch harder than me. My hands are weak, to be honest with you. And uh, she punched me, probably knocked me out. I wouldn't, I'd never hit a woman back. Not in a million years, just saying. Some men would retaliate to that. During the consultation period, a large number of events were held across England and Wales, engaging over 1,000 people, including victims, charities, local authorities and professionals from other organisations. We want to extend our thanks to all those who shared their personal experiences through the consultation process and to all the organisations who hosted events and made sure as many victims' voices were heard and amplified as possible. We have put these victims' testimonies and experiences at the centre of our response. The majority of those who responded to consultation agreed with the proposals within it. The response also provided important insight into the lived, lived experience of domestic abuse, as well as useful examples of what can be effective in tackling it. Response to the consultation identified identifies nine measures that require, require primary legislation to implement. These will not be taken forward in a draft domestic abuse bill, which is annexed to this document, annexed together with the explan- uh, explanatory notes from the draft bill. Annex E. These nine measures are provided for statutory definition of domestic abuse, establish the Office of Domestic Abuse Commissioner and set out the Commission's function and powers. Provide for new domestic abuse protection notice and DAPO. Prohibit perpetrators of domestic and other forms of domestic abuse. Cross-examining their victims in person in family courts and prevent victims from having to cross-examine their abusers and give the court discretion to prevent cross-examination in person where it would. Diminish the quality of witnesses, evidence or cause the witness significant distress. Three, transforming the response to domestic abuse consultation response and draft bill. Create a statutory presumption that complaints of an offence involving behaviour that amounts to domestic abuse are eligible for special measures in the criminal courts. Enable domestic abuse offenders to be subject to polygraph testings as a condition of their licence following their release from custody. Place the guidance supporting the domestic, uh, domestic violence disclosure scheme on a statutory footing. Ensure that we're a local authority for reasons connected with domestic abuse. Grant a new secure tenancy to a local tenant who, ha- who had or has a secure lifetime or sure tenancy other than an assured shorthold tenancy. This must be a secure lifetime tenancy. Extend the extra te- uh, territorial jurisdiction of the criminal courts in England and Wales to further violent sexual offences. The draft bill will now be subject to pre-legislative scrutiny by a joint committee of both Houses of Parliament. We recognise that this issue cannot be addressed through legislation. Alone, and therefore we have all proposed a package of measures to sit. Alongside legislation, the programme of work includes a wide range of cross-government commitments which will be taken forward over the coming year. Through the measures set out 
both the domestic abuse bill and a practical pa uh, package of action outlined in this document, we seek to transform the government's response to domestic abuse. Proclamation News Government's UK politics. Dominic Cummings. Dominic Cummings pinned political rival against Wall and threatened him. Anyone listening, please subscribe, share. Make sure you subscribe to Proclamation News Governance. I want it to go viral. I want it to be a franchise for Parliament. I want to be a, a franchise of listeners. I want people to listen in and take on board. Give me some acknowledgement, encouragement. Subscribe and share. Exclusive, Colin Perry has revealed he clashed with Boris Johnson. Top advisor, Dominic Cummings. Who was said to fancy himself a bit of a gangster? Chief advisor to number 10, Dominic Cummings, once pinned a political rival to a wall and threatened him. It is claimed in a new documentary. Colin Perry, formerly of the Federation of British Industry, clashed with Cummings in 1999 during a fiery late-night radio interview and said they almost come to blows afterwards. His, his allegation comes as a friend to Cummings, might have fancied himself as a bit of a gangster. After we obtained a picture of him trying to look cool while at Oxford in the 1990s, Cummings' friend said the picture is taken at the height of a Quentin Tarantino obsession, his Reservoir Dogs phase, if you like it. In taking control, the Dominic Cummings story to be shown tonight, Mr Perry and Emily uh, Maitlis on his counter Cummings, he said, we had to come down a rather narrow flight of steps from the studio. Suddenly, I felt he grabbed my shoulders from behind and was trying to push me down the steps. I managed to keep my footing and make my way to the bottom. I turned around to confront him and he seized me by the tie, pushed me against the wall and raised his fist. My main feeling was one self-preservation to get this of his clutches. Coronavirus is a victim. So don't panic. The youngest victim so far. It's the youngest victim in the UK so far. It is. Hang on. The youngest victim in the UK so far is 45 who died of coronavirus. We have coronavirus good news as well. A newborn baby. It beats Bob. Fascine on way and Italy cases show. Despite the panic surrounding the spread of coronavirus as cases and deaths continue to jump in Britain, there is some positive news surrounding potential uh, vaccines and home testing kits as well as recovery rates. Coronavirus vaccines are the answer, says the Chief Scientific Advisor. Scientists have reportedly found a coronavirus antibody while India has already been successfully treating patients. The world's youngest victim is recovering, and China has closed its last virus hospital, while today cases are slowing. A few pieces of good news are starting to come out across the world in the fight against a potentially deadly COVID-19 infection, following travel bans, lockdowns and mass self-isolations. More than 198,000 have been confirmed and contaminated by the disease, which has killed nearly 8,000 since December. But there does appear to be some hope on the horizon. 
Over 82,760 people have successfully covered worldwide and mainland and in mainland China, where the highly infectious disease originated. Only 13 new cases were confirmed by officials on Tuesday. Just one of those was a domestic transmission. And despite the death toll in Italy, the world's second best hotspot continuing to skyrocket, the confirmed cases are now slowing. Cases are also declining in South Korea. Just 74 yesterday, from 9 to 9, at its peak, just over two weeks ago. This comes as researchers in Rotterdam and Utrecht um, University claim they found an antibody that successfully cure a patient of the disease reports by proclamation. It could lead to a vaccine that also allows people to test themselves at home. Freeing up, freeing up valuable time for struggling health services across the world. Doctor at the Sawai Man Singh Hospital in Jayapur, India, meanwhile, have been using a cocktail of HIV, swine flu, and malaria medic uh, medication to cure COVID 19 patients. The Cleveland Clinic also apparently has technology which can turn around coronavirus tests in eight hours. Through, though it should still need further in house testing, Japanese pharmacia firm Takedu. Farm pharmaceutical co has fulfilled it is working on a new coronavirus drug which uses blood plasma of covered patients and researchers in Ontario, Canada. He replicated the virus which could prove invaluable for testing. In other positive news, a new baby at North Middlesex Hospital with the disease has now been confirmed to be out of danger, while 103 year old grandmother Sean Gornfen uh, was cured within a week, the first person in New Delhi to catch a virus has sex <coughs> at Saf Darjong Hospital. Medics in Wuhan were pictured happily thrown, thrown of their protective gear as China last merged coronavirus hospital 14 built within a matter of days to specifically to tackle the escalating amount of cases in February has been closed here's a good one for the whole of the democracy and proclamation news everyone listening why should the government decide where your money goes after you die you work hard for what you have you paid more enough tax to so shouldn't you decide where your wealth goes after you die shouldn't that be your right the simple answer is yes yet two thirds of UK adults have not written a will nor have 7% of children under 18 it's an enormous risk without a will you could find your property is handed to the wrong people expensive legal disputes destroy the wealth you worked your entire life for your inheritance tax bill spikes wiping out 40% of any mismanaged money 
Making plans for when you die is understandably difficult and uncomfortable. Nobody wants to do it. Nevertheless, consider what could happen to those you lost if you don't. Put this off and the law decides what happens to your money. If you die without a will, you're known as a intestate. Your money is handed out according to the data government standard. Not in a way which works for your specific circumstances. I mean, it's top seven's top seven reasons to why I will now. Hand your property to the right people. Avoid avoid expenses, legal disputes. Reduce inheritance tax and maximise benefit for your heirs. Protect your children and your grandchildren. Include a legacy and leave a little something for those special in your life. Minimise the risk of family disputes and stress. You choose your executor, not one appointed by law. To give a few examples of what could happen without a will. Join and his partner Margaret, John and his partner Margaret, have been together 30 happy years. Margaret's first husband, Gary, left her 40 years ago, as she hasn't seen him since. If Margaret dies... Gary gets a bulk, if not all, of her wealth. John gets nothing. John has three children and one stepchild, who, has, who he's raised and loved as his own. If James were to die, his three children would receive their shares. Split evenly, his stepchild gets nothing. David, an elderly man, has no, has no known relatives. However, his neighbours have looked and cared for him in old age. They become a new family to him. When David dies, none of them receive a penny. Everything he owns is seized by the government. There are just three potential problems. There are countless other possibilities because every situation is unique. Quite simply, the government do not consider your personal relationship after you die. The rules are black and white. Sometimes, leaving those you love and care for most with nothing. Even if your situation is relatively typical you need a will select you can select an area on the website because the steps keep your tax to a minimum too for example you can pass as much of your money as you like to a spouse or even a civil partner all without paying a penny of tax but that's not it no give gifts of up to three thousand year can be handed to your children why or your spouse are alive again, taxes are free. However, without will, your spouse would likely get your first 250,000 worth of assets plus 50% of what's left. The other 50% will be split evenly between your children or other members of family, and this is all heavily taxed. As you may have seen, it recently happened to comedian Rick. Uh, male's family. Male died without a will and assets totaling 1.2 million hundreds of thousands were exposed to a 40% tax hit. Perhaps you're thinking, I'm not Rick Male. I don't have that much money, maybe. But consider the rising value of your assets, particularly your property. You need a professionally written will to keep this to an absolute minimum. So what are your options? First, obviously, 
you could do nothing. Let the government decide what happens to your money. Place your f families well, being in their hands. However, I expect this is not an option for you. Chances are too high for something to go will go wrong. Potentially leaving those you love the most financial stress after you die. You could hire a solicitor to do it, but this, as you know, is expensive and time-consuming. Or what about a DIY will? True, this is cheap. However, the slightest mistake could make it completely useless as a legal document. If you don't know what you're doing, your will could be disregarded entirely. And if your family wish to change it, they may find legal fees and aren't worth the risk. Thankfully, there is one other option. A way to get fast, affordable will professionally written to your exact circumstances. What's more, getting started is effortless. Answer four simple questions about your specific, specific situation here. Provide your name and email. If you'd like what you hear, get them to write a will. Legacies wills write 200 wills a week. What's more, because it's handling through the post. Your will is cheaper than you'd pay elsewhere. Certainly less than you'd pay in a high street solicitor. Your will arrives within 30 days. And you have to do this to do, sign the documents and return them in a prepaid envelope included. It's simple. Now you can relax on knowing your family are protected no matter what happens. You're under no obligation to do anything. <coughs> go, on, go online and find out your will proposals day. I'm Professor Johnson. If you want my email, it's proclamation news and gatherance at yahoo.com add my email and please give me some acknowledgement some encouragement this journalism I get up at 6am every morning I have to write now corresponding um, journalism please give me some support please if you can spare a free gift it takes hours hours and hours to write this and emphasise my habilitations I want to keep the show up and running I need to start getting some funding. Please give me some support. I'm disabled. I can't do manual work. I'm trying to do this as a job. Not a hobby, a job. That's why my casts are more professional, more unique. Thank you very much. Proclamation News and Governments. It's Professor Johnson.